This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 18th of October. In your Squeeze today, lifting restrictions in our most populated states, talking climate action, Gladys's ICAC hearing kicks off, and cocaine hippos. This is your Squeeze today. COVID speaking, Claire, a fair bit has happened since we downed tools on Friday. We'll start with what's most recent and work our way back. Yesterday, Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews announced the state would reach 70% of over 16s vaccinated by Thursday. So from this Friday, restrictions start to lift, at least for those who are vaccinated. That has been a long time coming for Melburnians particularly. They, of course, are the most locked down people in the world. So news that widespread lockdowns are now done for is really welcome news. Uh, What Andrew said is that he thanked the 5 million Victorians who have had at least one COVID vaccine dose. uh, And he said that getting back to normal, whatever normal is in this pandemic era, is something to be really grateful for. Of course, Victoria is still seeing high case numbers up to close to the 2000s each day. But the Premier reckons they're not converting into hospitalisations at the rate that they thought they would. So easing up is the right thing to do. As for another big state, New South Wales, it's at 80% fully vaccinated. So there's a whole bunch of changes to restrictions from today, including some kids starting to head back to school. But let's focus on that announcement by the New South Wales Premier, Dominique Perrottet, late last week, Claire, around international arrivals. Yeah, wasn't that something on Friday? It was (laughs) rather fast and furious with uh, question marks about exactly what Perrottet's announcement really translated into. Uh, What he said is that travellers coming from overseas will be able to enter New South Wales without quarantining, whether that's at home or whether that's in official hotel quarantine uh, from the 1st of November. He also said that he would welcome international tourists. That saw Prime Minister Scott Morrison come forward to mop that up to say, just cool your jets a second. We're not welcoming tourists quite yet. It's just Aussie citizens and permanent residents who can can come back into the country and under New South Wales rules do that without quarantining. Yeah, it did take a bit of clarification by the Prime Minister, but where we landed is, as you say, that in the first instance, it will be Australians, Australian residents and their families who are prioritised, not tourists. And of course, anyone who comes in must be fully vaccinated. Federal Parliament is back this week, Claire. Expect to hear about climate policy a lot. Yes, that definitely is front and centre of the national agenda at the moment. That's because, of course, the COP26 climate summit starts uh, at the start of November. So there's only about three weeks before Prime Minister Scott Morrison will go to Glasgow. He confirmed that at the end of last week. Uh, Still not settled, though, is the government's policy on climate. And the National Party, of course, is crucial to that agreement being part of the coalition. Uh, They had discussions last night, four hours worth. They didn't result in a settled position coming from the Nats. Uh, What reports out of that meeting say is that the sticking point is a short-term target. Uh, What they're discussing is not just net zero emissions by 2050, agreeing on that target, but also a more ambitious climate target for 2030. Uh, So there's a lot of talk still to go. 
Yep, lots of chatting to be done. As you say, Prime Minister Scott Morrison will head to that summit in Glasgow at the end of the month. He said the government's position on net zero would be made clear before he left for the conference. Back to state politics, and that's because former Premier of New South Wales, Gladys Berejiklian's ICAC hearing, Claire, starts today. This is where they're going to look into whether she did the wrong thing or turned a blind eye to the alleged corruption of her ex-boyfriend, former Wagga Wagga MP, Daryl Maguire. Those hearings are expected to go for a couple of weeks. Berejiklian, though, isn't scheduled to give evidence this week. That falls to former Premier Mike Baird, along with political and bureaucratic figures from the time that they're looking into. Uh, At the centre of it are the question marks around a couple of grants that it's alleged that she pushed forward. They're grants that were specific to Maguire's electorate. These hearings are public, as you say, likely to go for two weeks. Given this is the whole reason she's no longer Premier of New South Wales, plenty will have the popcorn out for this one. Over to the UK now, where last Friday, a Member of Parliament, Sir David Amos, was stabbed to death whilst meeting with constituents in his seat of Essex. Really horrific story, Claire. He was a Member of Parliament for a very long time, since 1983, in fact. Tributes have been given from all sides of politics. Yeah, he was a Conservative politician. He was quite a quirky character. There were lots of stories over the weekend about uh, just how popular he was. He was also very well loved by both sides of the Parliament. Uh, Ali Harbi Ali is a 25-year-old British man of Somali heritage. He has been detained under the Terrorism Act. Uh, That gives officials a week to question him. He's someone who was identified as being at risk of being radicalised and put into a program some years ago, but he wasn't on the radar of those intelligence agencies as being a potential terrorism threat. This is the second time something like this has happened in the UK. Back in 2016, a Labor MP, Joe Cox, was killed in similar circumstances. Let's head to Colombia now, Claire, where Pablo Escobar's hippos are a whole thing. Long story short, Pablo Escobar is probably the most renowned Colombian drug lord. He was killed in 1993, but before that, he illegally imported hippos into Colombia, including a male and a female hippo, and they've bred, which isn't ideal. When Escobar was shot dead by police in 1993 uh, and officials then went to look at all of his property, they found this incredible zoo and those hippos were part of it. Uh, What has happened since then is that they've bred and bred. They're thought to be the biggest herd of hippos outside of Africa uh, and they're so much of a threat that they're considered an invasive species and that they're really a threat to the native fauna. It's quite an incredible thing. They're now known as the cocaine hippos. They have no natural predators in Colombia. So, yeah, they're running amok. There's about 80 of them and they're starting to be sterilised to stop them from breeding further. Fun fact, Claire, what's the collective noun for a group of hippos? Oh, I did see this yesterday and it pricked my ears up and I've forgotten <laughs> it. What is it? It's a, a bloat. A bloat, a bloat. of hippos. <laughs> That's exactly right. Not just how I feel after a weekend of eating and drinking. <laughs> I'm sure plenty can relate. <laughs> Squeeze the day, Claire. Here's a bit of history for you. Today is Alaska Day. That's to mark the anniversary of the US taking possession of it in 1867. They bought it from Russia. 
Yep. And uh, remember, there's a particular lady who could see Russia from her house in Alaska. That was a whole former chapter (laughs) for me, of course. Um, Federal Parliament being back, we'll hear a lot about that this week. Yeah. And if you want something lighter, it's also Zac Efron's birthday today. He turns 34. Hmm. So there you go. I wonder if he's still in Australia. I don't know what he's up to. Someone listening will probably know the answer to that, but it's not me. (laughs) That's all from us today. Thanks for listening to the Squeeze Today podcast and we'll be back tomorrow. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more.